Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I am your host. Today, I will be talking to Christopher Anhalt from Softing about OPC UA markets and use cases. Christopher will answer my questions about markets, adoption drivers, competing standards, the horizontal and vertical integration of IT and OT, companion specification use cases, greenfield and brownfield, well, many other things that are relevant to use cases that have made OPC UA what it is today and why it has been so successful. Okay, let's start. Hello, Christopher. Thanks for joining. How are you? Thanks, Peter. I'm doing fine. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Christopher, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself, your company, which until the end of last year was also my employer, Softing, and their and your involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation. Sure, Peter. Let me, uh, let me begin with Softing, the company. Um, Softing is a specialist for yeah, industrial communication and embedded systems, embedded technology. It's uh, no more than 30 years old. It's a German company headquartered just outside Munich, a small town called Haar. We have several business units, and one of those business units um, is called industrial automation. So we develop, we market products uh, which are used in industrial automation solutions. Uh, regarding the OPC Foundation, Softing is a member since its early days uh, in the 90s. And uh, since then, we have been actively involved in a couple of um, technical work groups. Uh, well, and we, we have a close um, cooperation with OPC Foundation. I work as business developer, business development manager in the business unit industrial automation now since about three years. And I'm also the marketing representative for the OPC Foundation of this business unit. Very good. Can you please give us an overview of the different markets, vertical segments, geographically, uh, technologically, IT, OT, or otherwise, in which OPC UA has been deployed successfully to date and will be growing into in the near future? Sure. And um, let me begin, Peter, with verticals, as you just uh, suggested. The core vertical where OPCA is uh, coming from, or where OPC is coming from, is the industrial automation vertical. Um, this is the vertical where OPCA has been deployed successfully and where we expect uh, growth in the near future and also midterm, long term. Technically, of course, it's possible to use and to deploy OPCA in other verticals. This happens, uh, for example, building automation, transportation, other vertical segments. As for geographies, um, OPC and OPCUA has had a global presence since its beginning. Again, due to collaborations, also due to collaborations with local or regional standardization bodies, also due to member companies, many are big, have a global presence. Regarding growth, it's maybe remarkable. It has been strong in particular in the past years, and we expect that to continue in the Asian region. We, we have growth everywhere globally, but it has been in particular strong in Asia, uh, where we now count China, um, Japan, Korea, South Korea, um, Taiwan to the key markets. 
uh, which contribute to the growth of OPCUA. And maybe the last market segmentation regarding technology use cases, we'll, I, I guess we'll speak about that more in, in a minute, is vertical integration. So really the integration between OT devices and IT software applications, which counts for the clear majority of, of deployments and which will drive further growth in the future. What have been the drivers for the adoption of OPC UA in different market segments? And will they change as OPC UA moves into new markets? Well, the basic driver, um, to summarize it, so to say, is, is a need for interoperability. Interoperability between devices and PLCs, uh, machines. Interoperability between devices and software and also interoperability between software components. So there's a need of interoperability in industrial solutions, which was at the beginning of, of the OPC Foundation and OPCUA and which continues to be the, the main driver. So um, users uh, face questions like how to integrate these different components, hardware, software efficiently. Uh, how can I move data efficiently, securely? Um, how can I keep my solution flexible so that I can change it? Um, and take advantage of maybe new solutions um, in the future. That's the basic driver across market segments. I guess when we talk about new markets, um, we need to look at what we now usually call IoT or Industry 4.0. It's fundamentally the same need, a need for interoperability. What differs, I guess, is scale and probably also time to market pressures. So scale regarding hardware, the number of devices, is, is growing. We all know that. I don't have to explain that. So we have an increasing need for interoperability just based on the number of devices. And innovation is now mainly happening in IT with short innovation cycles and, and an increasing time to market pressure. So that's the difference, I guess, when we talk about new developments. But these new pressures will, will only further increase the adoption of OPCA because it's designed to address exactly those needs. How about other interoperability standards competing with OPC UA? Do they exist on an architectural level? Or if so, only on a protocol level as supported by OPC UA? Well, that, that's, that's a good question. And um, I, I guess the short and simple answer is no, there is no, there is not really a competing standard on architecture level. Yeah, when you look at the combination of technologies or features, so to say, which, which OPCA integrates, um, information models, namespaces, semantic information, um, multi-protocol support, security. The combination of these and other elements of OPCA is, is unique, and there just is no other standard that combines and integrates all that. It's true when you mention protocol level that we are sometimes some um, compared, maybe I should even say misunderstood as a protocol or compared with a simple protocol. Um, so to say that there may be scenarios and use cases where where a goal can be achieved easily by just implementing a, a protocol that's known in IT, say technically HTTP REST, and, and set up communication just based on such a simple protocol. But that's not really then interoperability or a protocol is just a different thing than an interoperability standard. So it's not it's not a correct comparison um, to compare OPCA 
with protocol level. And as I said, on, on the architecture level, if you take the combination of all features, there is no um, competing standard. Can you comment on adoption of OPC UA as the interoperability standard within the automation industry versus adoption within IT? Has it not been the case for the last, say, five years uh, with the introduction of IoT, so the Internet of Things, that the folks working in both worlds have had a hard time understanding each other? Best example, when IT folks talk about real time, they normally mean seconds, while the production folks mean milliseconds and many times also deterministic. So has OPC way kind of been able to bring these two worlds together? Well, another good question. And um, it's, it's certainly true there is a gap, so to say, um, a gap between IT and OT. Um, technically speaking, you mentioned real-time and maybe different understandings or requirements regarding real-time and time-deterministic behavior. I, I would add there's also an organizational gap between OTIT and many and many um, organizations, um, users, our customers. And I'd even add there there's probably a gap, so to say, culturally uh, between the different industries, OT and IT or automation and, and IT. And yeah, I, I certainly believe that OPCUA has helped to bring these two worlds together. When we look at technology, there are elements. Uh, for example, there is a deep similarity between information models, which I already mentioned, and object-oriented design, which is a well-known, established um, concept in IT. So um, information modeling based on the OPCUA standard is not alien for people experienced um, in IT or, or just standard R&D engineers. The same is true for uh, security standards, where OPCUA is just using or leveraging Uh, what has been used successfully in the IT industry and in enterprise IT now since many years. Um, you know, elements like um, DLS encryption or X509 certificates, um, to give an example. So we have on a technology level elements that help bring these two worlds together. Another aspect is when you now look at what are the big IT players doing who want to enter or who have entered the IoT market, uh, companies like Microsoft with its Azure platform SAP. When you look at these reference architectures, which are an important element in their go-to-market strategy and in their roadmap, they all include um, OPCUA, uh, Microsoft Azure SAP, more recently, for example, also AWS. So that's another element. And maybe a third element, which I observed in my in my meetings and talks in the past year or so, that I think there's also increasing knowledge about OPCA in typical IT systems integrators. Yeah, companies in the past have done mainly again enterprise IT system integration projects who have started to expand the portfolio and move into the um, industrial IoT market, uh, industry for all market. And I realized in quite a few talks and meetings that they have knowledge about OPCUA. So their position usually is, please give us an OT interface which supports OPCUA and we know how to integrate our solution or, or how to integrate our projects against that interface. So yes, short answer, yes, OPCUA has been able to bring these worlds together. Let's stay with the integration of IT and OT for a bit. Can you please share an overview of typical IT-OT use cases with our listeners? Yes. 
well, first remark is that the term use case is used broadly and, and, and can mean many different things. Um, maybe some listeners now would expect I, I explain in, in some detail different applications like OEE, predictive maintenance, uh, quality insurance, um, typical industrial IoT applications that require IT-OT integration. These are interesting, but I don't want to talk about those. I think what I would rather like to outline briefly are, so to say, ways how OPCUA can be used to handle the interoperability problem. You, you may call it data integration use cases. So I'll, I'll try to outline where the benefits and the relevance of OPCUA is regarding these use cases. The first group of use cases could be summarized as basic interface, implementing basic interface. You are a machine vendor or maybe a PLC vendor, and you want to add an interface to your device, to your machine, to your PLC that's widely understood and that can be used for integration. And here, OPCUA can be used. And the same is true at a basic interface to a software application, HMI, SCADA, maybe MES system. Uh, a vendor is looking for an interface that's, that can be used for integration, OPCUA. So that's the use case, basic interfaces. A second use case, a second group of applications, let me please call it data aggregation. So you may want to add an OPCUA aggregation server to your solution, which means such an aggregation server collects data from many different data sources that could be OPCUA data sources or, or other ones and integrates those data from a range of different sources into one OPCUA server. And that has quite a few benefits. Um, it may make communication between OT and an IT um, application more efficient, reduce communication overhead, communication cost. It may make configuration simpler and it just helps to build a more performed and easier to maintain application. So that's the use case data aggregation. And the third and last use case, I would like to call interface abstraction. So to say the most abstract use case. By that, I mean that OPCA can be used to shield away differences in various machines, which essentially do the same. Or maybe also the difference between different locations, if you think about a larger corporation. So it can be used to shield away differences in OT to provide unified interface for IT. It, it's a bit abstract. I think we come back to that maybe later when we when we touch uh, the point called companion specifications. So that would be a third group of, of use cases, interface abstraction. Very well. Let's go into a little bit more detail. What happens in and what are interesting details you can share with us regarding these three subcategories? starting with a vertical communication between OT and IT, so between production and IT. Yeah, well, I, I guess there are many interesting details uh, to talk about. So I have to choose here and let me maybe pick um, two aspects. The first one is the feature I think I mentioned it early on, um, the multi-protocol support. So a user or a system integrator or a machine builder or whoever uses OPCA has a choice between different protocols which are supported by OPCA and they fall into two broad or two bigger categories. One is called PubSub, publisher subscriber model, so to say, and the other one is client server. And each model has its pros and cons, benefits and, and drawbacks. 
and it's good to be able to choose from. So if you have a scenario where scalability is key, a lot of data points, many data sources and values should be communicated every time a data changes. That usually is best handled by a PubSA protocol. Whereas a use case where you maybe only want to read out a certain value occasionally, maybe based on interaction with, with a human being um, for configuration, this is a typical scenario where the client-server protocol comes in handy. So that's that's one interesting element of OPCA, multi-protocol support for communication between ITOT. The other aspect, and again, I, I mentioned it earlier, is security. So we all agree as soon as we start about cloud, but also earlier, I guess security is, is crucial, it's key and you want to implement security. Yeah, by adopting those proven standards and by making it configurable, it's really a key element that's offered here by OPCA to set up OT IT communication in a secure way. Um, I mentioned these certificates, X509 and the protocols, and there are implementations now where these standards can be used, for example, to implement roles and role-based access rights to to data to ot data yeah just an example when you have maintenance person you want that it uses a certain application to access your machine for maintenance purpose external maybe external user you don't want to provide access to maybe secret process data and that's a simple example for something you can do with opca that you use the security to model roles and give role-based access for it applications to ot very good. Same question for horizontal. How about horizontal communication between devices? Again, many interesting details. And let me please uh, pick two. The first interesting aspect is, or the first uh, relevant scenario is communication between sensors and PLCs, which is a typical requirement. I mean, sensors talk to PLCs. That's nothing new, of course. But OPCA, again, with its PubSub model, with the possibility that can be implemented uh, on, on devices with limited resources is very well such communication between sensors and PLC. Yeah, when I say low footprint, just to be specific, there are basic OPCUA implementation, server implementation supporting PubSub that require maybe 200 kilobytes of code or maybe even less. Well, that's small. They certainly do not implement full security. Yeah, cryptographic algorithms certainly require more resources, but security may not be needed on that level. It may be relevant or it is relevant for IT-OT integration, but within OT, it may be okay to re relax security requirements and the flexibility of OPCA making it configurable or using it without security supports here sensor to PLC communication. The second use case, and I want to mention that only briefly, is PLC to PLC communication. And here, OPCA can also help in combination with time deterministic IP communication. But I guess that's a broader, bigger topic that potentially deserves a separate treatment, and I'm not going into any detail here. I just want to mention that PLC to PLC communication, I think, falls again into the category horizontal communication within MOT. Okay, so we may be hearing more about it in the near future. Last but not least, what about use cases of OPC UA within IT, so within the upper layers of IoT solutions? 
I guess the good question is what do we really mean by upper layers? And IT certainly is is expanding, so to say, and it's it's coming closer and closer to the machine. So let me maybe begin to answer that question with using OT at the edge level, how we now frequently call it. So edge as, so to say, the extension on-prem of central platforms, of cloud platforms. And what we see, for example, in these reference architectures of big cloud platforms I mentioned earlier, uh, they propose, and we see these implementations today, that OPCA is being used within IT, so to say, between various software components running at the edge. Um, So that could be a component for edge analytics, maybe the first thing listener may uh, may think about when we talk about edge computing so there might be a component for edge analytics and there might be so to say gateway component uh, connector which translates data from a sensor plc into opcua and those talk between each other within it so to say opcua that's edge now when we think about the other upper layers that which are maybe more usually called upper layers than a central platform or real IT uh, applications and um, MES systems or then these applications for predictive maintenance and so on and so on it also can be used there and the benefits that are relevant for OT IT integration at least some are also relevant within IT you know having semantic information available can be super interesting for analytics. Uh, Using OPCA as a standardized data format should be attractive for many customers. You know, not not having a proprietary data format that requires a lot of migration effort if ever a user decides to move to another platform. So there are benefits of OPCA, uh, which are also relevant within IT. But I mentioned the competition with IT and, and standard IT protocols earlier. They are in particular true, or this competition exists, so to say, with IT standards that are well known in the IT industry. So I I, I guess time will tell to what extent and to which breadth, so to say, OPC is is going to be used within IT. I I guess the main application will remain OT-IT integration. Okay, final question on the topic of use cases. Is OPC UA only relevant for new, uh, so greenfield plants and factories? How about getting OPC UA integrated into my existing brownfield production line? Well, it's it's probably true that OPC UA has a reputation, at least sometimes I hear that, that it's only suitable or relevant for new greenfield plants for OPC UA has been integrated into the devices, into the PLCs that are deployed in these new plants. And for sure, that makes it, of course, easier then to use OPC UA um, in, in a way, to use OPC UA for integration with IT. So there definitely is uh, a use case uh, for Greenfield. But when you look at solutions and products uh, available, not just today, but already since years, I work for Softing and we are one of the vendors regarding such technology and products of course it's perfectly fine and also amazingly easy nowadays to deploy gateways or data integration solutions that can read out data that can acquire data from non-opca data sources most relevant are plcs and add an opca interface to these data forces and then integrate these data sources and data coming from them into 
OPCA-centric architectures and solutions. So the short answer is it's not true that it's only relevant for greenfield. It's it's also relevant for brownfield. Yeah, the role may be different. You know, when we when we think about greenfield and look at greenfield architectures with OPCA in many data sources, uh, it's probably the more modern plants and rollouts and the elements I mentioned like aggregation, you know, adding an aggregation server in such a greenfield deployment, that's then typically the role. Whereas for brownfield, it, the center often in many projects is just providing that standardized interface that makes it easy to take integration from there. So this non-OPC UA to OPC UA translation and then OPC UA helps to have here a leveled or a standardized interface to use for IT integration. So OPCUA is perfectly fine and can be used and is being used for greenfield and for brownfield and solutions and products are available today. Great. OPCUA, the interoperability standard for both greenfield as well as brownfield. Christopher, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and experience regarding OPCUA use cases with us. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about OPC UA use cases or other pieces of the OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation, uh, you may want to listen to the preceding three introductory OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation, or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the uh, website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. In future editions, I will be doing interviews with more special guests on topics such as cloud, certification, types of users, and companion specifications. It was great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, Give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. Christopher, thank you for having been my guest today. Thank you, Peter, for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.